0: Welcome. You are listening to Not Just a Rainbow with Catherine Cager. Alright. Today, I am going to tell you my modest opinion on an interesting topic you probably will love. In the town of Jucatan de Zaragoza, located on the Isthmus of Tehuantepec in Mexico's southern state of Oaxaca, there is a local legend that goes something like this, San Vicente Ferrer, the patron saint of Jucatan, was carrying three bags of seeds to be spread around the world. The first contained male seeds, the second female seeds and a third bag, containing a mix of the two, burst open as he passed through Jucatan. From this bag came the town's celebrated community of muxas, individuals who have characteristics of both genders, challenging the gender binary that is so prevalent in Western society. Felina Santiago proclaims in the Oaxaca episode of Eva Longoria, searching for Mexico, that we are all citizens of two identities. We are the embodiment of duality, neither exclusively male nor female. There is no lesser or greater gender, we are equal. Since before the Spanish colonized Mexico and brought with them Catholicism, indigenous communities have recognized and accepted a third gender. Anthropologists have drawn evidence from Aztec priests who wore clothing associated with another gender and Mayan gods that had both male and female characteristics. Today, There are numerous communities around the globe that do not fit into the two traditional genders, like the Muxas of Jukatin, Hijras of India, Bakla of the Philippines, and F.A. in Samoa. Jacobo Ramirez and Ana Maria Munar's research has showcased how the way of life of indigenous peoples is a form of rebellion against the Western colonizers of the past who have tried to impose their ideals and customs on them. Ramirez expressed how proud he is of the resilience of indigenous cultures in spite of the long history of oppression they have faced. Muxas, who are typically assigned male at birth, often present in a traditionally feminine way, through their mannerisms, apparel, and professions. Many of them specialize in embroidery, handcrafting, or are merchants in the markets that are the backbone of the economy. Additionally, they often take on the responsibility of caring for the elderly within their family and community, According to Ramirez, a professor of Latin American business development at the Copenhagen Business School. Despite the fact that there is no single way to be mux, many muxas have chosen to pursue careers as teachers, lawyers, and social justice activists. Although some prefer to wear masculine clothing in their professional or other settings, others opt to wear more feminine garments on certain occasions. However, the essence of muxidad lies beyond the physical appearance of muxas, as Elvis Guerra a poet featured in the HBO Max documentary, Muxes, asks, What is muxidad for Muxes? A way of living. This is how we were born. Living as a mux in Mexico is an experience that is uniquely its own. It's an identity filled with culture, pride, and a sense of community. Crystal Aquino, a mux activist, expresses her distinct identity proudly, saying, I've always said if I was born again, I'd choose to be me. This sentiment is shared by many Muxas, who don't identify as women and don't experience gender dysphoria. As sociologist Alfredo Mirande states in his book, Behind the Mask, Gender Hybridity in a Zapotec community, most Muxas are attracted to men, but they don't necessarily label themselves as gay either. Rather, they are a social and gender category firmly rooted in indigenous Zapotec culture. Furthermore, muxas are proud of their heritage, and are seen as a blessing in their society as they are traditionally expected to look after their elderly parents in adulthood. The Zapotec language even recognizes this, having no grammatical gender, or one form for all people. As the definition of a mux evolves among a younger generation who are more open to hormone therapy, the respect and acceptance for this distinct identity continues to strengthen. Despite making great strides, Muxas in Mexico still face a range of obstacles in their day-to-day lives. It's clear that we still have a long road ahead of us in order to reach full acceptance and parity among Mexican people. Although the Muxas of Jucatan, Mexico, and the surrounding Isthmus of Tehuantepec are generally accepted in Zapotec society, it is far from being a queer paradise. Despite the autonomy women are granted in Zapotec households and the sensitivity to children identified as mux, a pervasive culture of machismo and patriarchy still exists. Many muxas endure rejection and exclusion in the home, and the workplace and education system are not immune to discrimination and physical violence. Crystal, profiled in the documentary, Muxas, recalls being commanded by their father to leave home after seeing photos of them in a dress and kissing a man. However, Crystal's mother and grandmother refused to allow it, instead sending their father away. Crystal remarked that their mother's bravery in this situation was remarkable. In more recent years, programs and initiatives have been put in place to protect MUX rights, but there is still much to do. More awareness must be raised in order to provide full equality and acceptance for Muxes, and to ensure they remain an important and valued part of Mexican culture. Today, the ongoing fight for the MUXs to be accepted and recognized is still ongoing. As Rafa Fernandez de Castro reported for Fusion in 2015, there is a lot of discussion and disagreement within the community about what it means to be MUX. Is it something that is determined at birth or something that is formed by the environment? Is it necessary to have Zapotec roots to be MUX? Does undergoing gender reassignment change anything? There is also the issue of how globalization might have an impact on MUX identity. Despite the mistreatment of LGBTQ communities globally, the muxas provide an example of how a variety of genders and identities can exist in harmony. Ramirez commented that the muxas are a reminder that there is no single way to express gender identity, and that standards and regulations surrounding gender can be challenged and adjusted. That's all for today. I hope this episode was useful for you all. Do not forget to share my podcast with your friends and see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.